This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Mike Lynch. What's going on? This is Rashad. This is the Sports Sunday Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. It is now brought to you on the fan by your local Les Schwab Tire Centers. Doing the right thing since 1952. Weekend sports with a difference. So I thought it'd be fun if we all went around and said our name and a little something about ourselves. I'll start. A look at the weekend in sports with the inside story on the Blazers, the Ducks, and the Beavers. Turn down for what? This is Sports Sunday with Mike Lynch. At least I have my own bed. Your bed is a car. Yeah, but it's a sweet car. And Rashad Taylor. Will you stop your damn sniveling, son? Buck up, Bart! On ESPN Sports Radio 1080, The Fan. Well, hey, happy Sunday morning, everybody. Mike and Rashad with you. Jesse as well until 11 o'clock for Sports Sunday. Rashad's already kind of annoyed this morning. Just a little bit, man. I just figured out these dang headphones aren't working the right way. Actually, one of them is completely broken on the one that's supposed to go on the right ear, but it's going to work for now. I I can wait to the break. I mean, it looks totally normal because you're wearing it normal. It feels not normal though <laughs> it feels like it's super broken you know on the right side but can't you just uh slide it back in there that's what she said but uh um You're in this case no i can't uh that part is completely broken that slides <laughs> back in so i Ooh, just i kind of got a very sorry about that yeah so you might i want to see a doctor about that oh no more doctors for me for the next little bit i'm gonna <laughs> stay away from them as far as possible but i'll just figure out you know i see a, a bunch of other ones in here, so I'll just get one. You do. The there's one right. There's one right there. And oh, okay. This is the funniest thing about this radio station, is you would think, at a radio station, headphones would be readily available, and then also we have to use these. Uh, I, I I don't know the exact term, I guess, but it's like it's like a jack that connects it into our boards. Mini to three quarter inch or a quarter inch jack. Yeah. There you go. Because the headphone, our re- a regular headphone jack doesn't plug into nearly anything. Yours actually has one now where you can just plug yes, a regular I can plug a regular in. one, yeah. But most still have the old-fashioned one, and we need those jacks. And every single day, luckily I just snagged one for myself and keep it with me, so I have it every day. But every single day that I'm here and someone who doesn't have their own uh, comes in, they're like, oh, I need a jack. And then they go into every single studio that we have, and there's never a jack. Never. And the same thing with headphones. Sometimes they're like, I need some headphones. And you go into every single studio and all the headphones have disappeared. I don't understand what happened. I don't understand where they went. And I don't know why at a radio station we have this many issues with headphones and jacks, which are vitally important for our jobs. And it's a scary thing. All of a sudden, like, you know, it's maybe two or three minutes before the show actually starts and you're still looking for a jack from somewhere. You're even, you know, knocking on other doors if if they're here. Say, hey, man, you guys have an extra jack we could borrow real fast? Like, that's a, it's a, it's... It can be pretty nerve-wracking if that doesn't happen. And seriously, I, usually we find one like 30 seconds before we go on air. Yeah, so the the one that was the funniest is uh, on Thursday, Marcus produces Andrew Nemec's uh, recruiting show, and he didn't have a jack. And I was like, okay, well, go get one. You know, I, I'll I'll finish uploading the last hour of primetime. You got four minutes or whatever it was. He wound up, he was gone for almost the entire four minutes, and he said he found one at Dirt's desk, which is on the 
complete other end of this building. Like literally, if in a straight diagonal, the complete other yeah, end of the by building. By the cubicles. And he sprinted back and was like, I got one. I got one. We shouldn't have to do that. Well, yeah, there should be like a box or like a, you know, some type of thing you can check out, you know, if 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 nothing else. Like maybe you have a, a number that you can reserve for the day. I don't know. There just needs to be a better way to get those checks. Like like I said, luckily for mine now, I can, you know, just plug regular headphones into uh, the input and I should be fine. But, yeah. But you it, also have to be able to find headphones. Yes, but finding headphones can also be a, a, a huge thing. Luckily, I don't know where they all came from. I'm glad they're here. But there is a bunch of, you know, headphones just kind of laying around. Jesse just came in and grabbed a pair, and there's a couple to spare. So Yeah, I don't understand why the pair in there is gone because that's, that one should never leave that someone's It's gone them. all the time. Like, I, I would say one in three weeks, it's there's a pair missing from the studio, which I agree with you. Why? Why <laughs> is there just, not a pair always here? At least just bring it back if you're done using it. Just you know? just hardwire a pair into the board, please. <laughs> Uh, so we had a lot of good stuff coming up on the show today. I want to obviously talk about the big breaking news from yesterday, which was Antonio Brown getting traded to the Oakland Raiders, which uh, we're going to start off with next segment. There's also been a bunch of NFL news and notes this week. Lots of guys getting cut. There was a couple of trades. So we'll kind of touch on that in a segment. And we got to talk some Blazers. They played a huge game against the Thunder on Thursday. Lost in overtime. It was a really, really entertaining game. Really fun. And a lot, a lot to digest in that one. I mean, some of the shows have obviously broken that down already, but I just want to talk a little bigger picture about if you think the Blazers have what it takes to win those kind of games, because that was a top team in the West who you were 0-3 against in this season, and it was close at the end, but yet you lost. And sometimes it feels like they can't ever finish in that type of a game. So we'll get to that as well. Uh, text the better you today text line 55305 you can find us on social media i'm at mike lynch 27 on twitter rashad's at taylormade 503 jesse's at jesse osmond a-s-z-m-a-n stations at 1080 the fan and on 1080thefan.com you can find our last shot tires podcast at the end of the show if you missed anything daylight savings time today yeah man i almost forgot i have to figure out how to change the time in my car i honestly don't know how to do that oh you got so, a new car yeah yeah so i have to try to figure out how to do that part Sometime today. Otherwise, I'm going to be really confused. Yeah, I, I I bring that up because, A, I'm more tired than normal. But, B, there's been this movement around the country to just make it always daylight savings time or get rid of daylight savings time, whatever it is. So you, you are the same time all year long no matter what. I don't like that. Arizona does that already. They've been doing that forever. I think Florida just passed a law that they're going to get rid of it too. The two places that house only old people. But I was thinking about it because I, Isaac and Stu talked about it once, and they were both like, yeah, I'm all for it. Get rid of daylight savings time. I'm not for it because I, I like it. I like that at this time of the year when the clock changes, it'll now be light later. If, it, if we didn't change the clock, it would not be light at the same time, and it would take a lot longer to get to normal summer light. And then in the winter, I like when we go, to, we go backwards, fall backwards, so that in the morning you're not waking up and it's pitch dark for two hours. I like that. I like that you wake up with some sun, and during the summer you have sun until, I mean, here it could last until like 9, 30, 10 p.m. I love that. No. I, I think that's great, and if you get rid of that, then you, get, then you lose that. <laughs> I, I'm trying to figure out how you get rid of it, just to get rid of the whole idea of setting your clock back. Uh, I don't know if I, if I necessarily like that. I like it just because it, it reminds me that things are changing. It reminds me that the weather is going to change. It reminds me that... 
man, summer is going to come or that, man, winter is on its way. You know what I mean? I think, I think that's the thing. That it, it's oh, just so a, it's important it's a, for your... it's a, Yeah, it's a slight reminder all of a sudden that, okay, that part is over. You know, the, the, all the darkness at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, that part is past. Great. Or, man, all right, man, this being outside until 9 o'clock for your kids if they're young because it's still bright outside, okay, now that part is about to end as well. I just, I mean, I, I, if, it, if it happened, I guess I wouldn't care that much. Would it affect my life that drastically? No. But I like I like daylight savings time. I don't know. I like it. I know it's not really a – I think it's kind of an antiquated idea, though, because it's something that was made, I believe, for farmers because of their crop growing and stuff like that way back in the day. And I, I don't know if it's necessary for everybody anymore, but – I just I, like the reminder yeah. that, hey, man, clock is going back. Uh, sun's going to change a little bit, so – just get ready for it. Well, and I appreciate it. The first day of daylight savings, we got a nice day outside. You look at the weather moving forward, it's all 50s and even up to 60 in a week or so, and it's going to be sunny most days. So. Had some frost on my car this morning, but nothing a little. Well, it'll still know. be cold at night. But, yeah, but you know, we're not we're not out of winter quite yet. No, not yet, not yet. We still got. We live in we live in Portland too, or, or we live in Oregon. So you never know what this weather is going to bring. We could, and I'm knocking on wood. We could have some type of snow here again within no. the next two weeks. No, I'm done. I'm done. I spent money on a car wash because I thought the snow was done, and then last week it snowed three times, mm -hmm. and now my car is as bad as it was a week ago when I brought it to the car wash. Well, I hate that. Your car is not as bad as the car I'm driving. In terms of you... how dirty it is? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's to the point where I have several strangers walking up to me and like, you need to wash your car, bro. <laughs> are they are they drawing penises on it? No, luckily, stuff? but I mean, you can't see the license plate. I'm punching you in the face <laughs> if you if you draw something like that on my car. I feel kind right. of the same way about that. Yeah. A lot of people are like, ah, it's fine. It's oh, just it's a funny. joke. And I'm like, no, it's no I don't want to ride around with that. You it's my car. Why my are you car? drawing on my car? Yeah. Come Not on. to mention, you know, that's, that's grit you can scratch the paint job with. Man. And how rude are you, stranger, to walk up to somebody and say, man, you really need to wash your car. You don't know what I've been through. You don't know what I do for work. That's like, right. Screw that guy. Uh, I, drive, I drive that car a lot and on you back roads. You boonies, yeah. Yeah, so, like, I'm just saying, like, washing it is a losing battle. Man. It's yeah. a losing battle. I guess the only reason to wash it would be to reset the losing battle to the beginning and then lose slower. <laughs> because right now you've... It sounds like you've gone full loss. Well, I've I'll, gone full loss, yes. I'll, I'll be yes. honest. Outside of a fresh haircut, a, a really nice car wash, like at a wash man where they do the inside and they do the interior, I don't know if there's a better feeling than that. <laughs> like that, seriously, it's almost like a new car smell all over again and kind of riding around with that and you put your music on, it's like, yeah, man, I'm, uh, you feel established at that point. So there's nothing, yeah, there's nothing like a good car wash, especially like, Lynch, you have a, you have a nice car. And so leaving a place like that, like, you know, and they do the inside, they put the little whatever tree that you want inside the uh, inside the car is like, man, this is I have never cool. gotten that kind of a car wash with the car that I currently have. You should go to uh, one of those that do a full service. Wash, man, it's like 26 bucks, but they'll Whoa. do the inside, outside. They'll do your tires. See, yeah, what I like stuff. is the one near my house is $8, and it's automated, and it does everything because you just drive through it. That was good. They that was good. They don't do the extra stuff, but it's $8. Yeah, but for another... <laughs> Uh, 10 or 16 man they'll do all the stuff inside make it smell good and sweet they'll pick up all the little papers that you have and either put them in a pile or throw them away for you like yeah you're somewhat famous mike lynch uh producer of primetime absolutely you know um uh, excuse me host of sports sunday host of sports <laughs> sunday producer of, pri of primetime 
I, I'm just saying you're kind of a big deal. Yeah, you I'm need to treat my yourself. cachet around a whole bunch, man. Oh, hold, hold on, hold on. Do you know who I am? Do you, yeah, do there you not we go. To the radio between three and seven. Yeah, <laughs> I'm. Uh, very, very, very minor local celebrity, Mike Lynch. Maybe you can get yourself <laughs> like a, uh, a, a Mr. Bubbles car wash like sponsorship or something. Yeah, oh. So if you're listening, wash man, Mr. Bub- Mr. Bubbles, whatever they wash, are, you know, I don't know what they are. Man, contact Mike Lynch and he will be your official spokesperson. Sure. Why not? And if anyone from Jiggles or Dancing Bear or anybody, I will be your official spokesperson mm. if you need me. Okay. It's been a while since the strip club has been on the fan. I believe yeah. the last one was the Dolphin. Yeah. Dolphin, if you're listening, I'm your guy. Just letting you know. Didn't something bad happen at the Dolphin? I don't know. That's in the past. He doesn't care. That's in the past. <laughs> we're moving forward, Lynch. You know, we're not thinking about that part. All right, Derek. Right. Let's, uh, let's get to break. Coming up next, we'll start with the Antonio Brown trade to the Oakland Raiders. But first, I'd like to laugh a little bit about the Bills r- report that happened on Sunday or whatever day it was. Wednesday? Thursday? I can't remember what Something day like it was. Fake news it was. Yeah, it was really fake news, and it was kind of funny and kind of sad. So we'll start with that and then get into the to the Raiders part of the trade. That's next year on Sports Sunday. Weekends were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Antonio Brown is switching teams officially, was on the Pittsburgh Steelers, mm-hmm. has been demanding a trade and acting really, really weird last season, and uh, he is now officially an Oakland Raider. But before he became an Oakland Raider, for about 12 hours, we all thought he was going to a different team, and I thought it was one of the funniest things possible because Antonio Brown really, really frustrated the Steelers. And then they have that meeting, and they say, okay, we'll work out a trade. And the initial report was Antonio Brown's going to the Buffalo Bills. And I couldn't help but laugh hysterically. We all laughed hysterically. It was one of those – it was a big FU move if it went through to send him to Buffalo. It was <laughs> To it, go play with Josh Allen, who's going to overthrow him on every single ball. It was – I don't think there. I don't think anybody looks good in the situation. You know, Jesse and I, you know, kind of had a, a conversation a little early, and we'll get into it uh, a little bit later. But I hope he doesn't think that I'm saying AB is without any blame. You know, no, I, I, I hope you didn't yeah. think that I wasn't so, thinking that the so, team or whatever had no blame. And, and Antonio Brown for the last little bit, it's been on some weirdo stuff. It it, really it's, it's 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 okay to to go ahead and say that. Is he incredibly talented? Absolutely. Possibly the best receiver one of, know, if not the in the best league. One of, the if there's only maybe two other guys you would put in that conversation with him. Maybe four, because I don't think we talk enough about Mike Evans, and we should. But, yeah, I, Mike Evans is one of those guys. Ew. Oh, okay, well, you can say that if you want to. Tony O'Brown yeah. is way better than Mike Evans. I'm just saying we don't talk about him enough. Anyway, at the moment we're talking about A.V. The Pittsburgh Steelers, as a front office and as a coaching staff, they just kind of keep showing how spiteful – you know, they are at times because this would this you be, though, in this situation, wouldn't wouldn't you be spiteful? You I still d- complete the trade again. For those who don't know, it did not happen. He did not go to the bills because he himself nixed the deal. Antonio Brown. But if you're a team who's been slighted by your star player who you've done everything for up until this point, 
aren't aren't don't you have that right to send him wherever that is even if it's spiteful as long as you get the same thing in return because it's yes. not like they got a lot from the raiders they got a yes. third and a fifth round pick but what i will say about the steelers is they haven't been the steelers that we're used to. they're not the same buttoned up organization that we've that we're used to seeing you know out of out of pittsburgh they routinely let antonio brown show up late for meetings you know, for whatever reason, he's taking care of his kids or, you know, there's all with all these reports like he's not in clubs and he's not doing all that stuff. He's taking care of his kids. There's a lot of his teammates and stuff to feel like, you know, whatever, like he had to do some stuff with his kids. He's here and, you know, we're not tripping. But then there's some other guys that are like, no, you need to be here on time. We all are and everything. That's the cool. That's the cool thing about a locker room is no one person feels the same. Like everybody has their own opinions about how things are supposed to go. I look at a guy in Antonio Brown this year that's just seems frustrated and if you've ever had a job that you are kind of over it and you don't really want to be there anymore and you can feel like the management isn't really respecting you or there's just a disconnect somewhere yeah you kind of become more and more aloof and more and more just like man you know whatever happens just kind of happens because clearly we're not seeing eye to eye I'm not getting the respect I feel I I deserve for what I've done they feel like they're not getting whatever for me but I look at this at this whole situation like man Everybody's out of pocket. The general manager for the Steelers is out of pocket. Mike Tomlin probably should be fired because he let this go. I love Mike Tomlin, but your job as a head coach is to manage men and to manage personalities. Man, in a year, you lost your running back. Dude said, man, I'm not coming back. We're good. I don't I don't even want to go back. 14 million. I'm not sure what That's not a Mike Tomlin thing though. That's That's him. not but no. That's but, him I, saying But at some point it is because you left 14 million on the table. I don't know what how much Le'Veon Bell, what's the most he's made in the year? I'm, I'm not sure. Me and Justin were kind of trying to figure that out earlier. But most dudes aren't leaving 14 mil. How many times have you heard of a star player being franchise tagged and saying, I just won't play the season? I'm uh, you hear it all the time, but they never go through with it? This dude said, I'm, I'm not going through with it. A playoff well, team, somebody who was a team who most people, a lot of people said could win the AFC, could go back to the Super Bowl. Dude said, man, I'm, I'm cool. A lot of this is on Mike Tomlin. Because you have to manage those personalities in the there. The most that Le'Veon Bell made in a season, by the way, uh, just looked it up, was last year, the previous year on the franchise tag, $12 million. He was on his rookie deal, which he was making four hundred or five hundred k a year, slowly, uh, gradually increasing until 2017. That's when he signed the $12 million franchise tag. He was a second-round pick, correct? Uh, uh, out of Michigan State? Uh, sure. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't have that in front of me. I, don't remember, I mean, that that is the, the the thing about it. Is the most money he made was his first year because he had a signing bonus, which was 1.3 mil. He made 1.7 mil in 2013, 592,000 2014, 731 in 2015, 853 in 2016, 12 million in 2017. So, I mean. <clears throat> That's a whole different. We'll 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 get in we'll get in Is that. Is that changing your mind? Because no, it's no, made, no, it's no, nothing. it's not because now it makes it even worse. Like, I've, I have never made this much money in my career, and I'm leaving it on the table because I don't want to play for you guys. That says something. Like, I mean, if you just said that would have been the most that he'd ever made in his career in one year, and he said, "No, nah, I'm good. I don't want to play for you guys. I'm not coming back week eight or week ten or whatever the case was." Like, we have to kind of look at stuff like that. The general manager going on the radio and saying it's Ben Roethlisberger and 52 kids on the roster. If it just feel like 52 other kids of his, it's like, what, who does that? Who says that? And if I'm Antonio Brown, you feel kind of slighted. And so, like I said, like most jobs you feel like, uh, you know, you can't quit, you know, you can't quit, but you kind of did in the, in the week 17 game. But then you went on the shop with LeBron and kind of explained, oh, well they said this and 
And I told them I was kind of banged up. They told me to go home, and I was like, cool. Like, I don't think that would have been my response was, you know, cool, I'm going to just go home. But it, I don't I don't know. Like, he's been on some weirdo stuff, but the Steelers have been on some weirdo stuff. And the Steelers trying to trade him to the Bills for basically nothing was like, okay, you guys clearly don't don't really, you know, value this dude. And Jesse was kind of alluded to it earlier. It, it says something about who he got traded for when he, you know, during the trade that he did. Actually. No, I don't know if that's – that's not how I view it, at least, with the, the trade value. I mean, Antonio Brown, in my opinion, lowered his own trade value throughout this whole process because he just got – as just to use your words, he got weirder and weirder. He was doing stranger things. He canceled the original trade to the Bills, although I didn't see what the return was from Buffalo. He then went on to the post and said – or onto social media and said, I don't want to go there, but my new team will be announced soon. And he had done other stuff previously on social media where he just kept hurting his own value. Now it didn't hurt him financially, but it did wind up hurting the Steelers in terms of the trade that they made because he still got the huge contract from the Raiders, the extension here. But I think he, he really, really lowered the value of, of his trade just himself. Yeah, I, I'm of what he was saying. I'm surprised he, he got the money that he did with that contract. Um, just and morons. Yeah, it, it, yeah exactly. John Gruden, once again, another John Gruden guy. How old is this guy? He's, he's going to be 31 before he starts um, the, the regular season this coming year. He turns 31 in July. So you got an aging wide receiver. Jordy Nelson, 33, not that far ahead of, of um, Antonio Brown. Not too long ago was catching double-digit touchdowns and 1,000-yard seasons perennially with Aaron Rodgers. Look how good he was last year. 730-something yeah, like yards and three touchdowns. Or MCL or whatever he tore, like, mm. a couple times. You know, so that that definitely kind of goes into it. A.B. at this point has been relatively, relatively healthy, healthy for, yes. his, for, for most of his career. And so there's really – and even last year on a down year, he still had a pretty good year. It's like, just, on a terrible year. It, it, I, and I – I'm not going to – like, the thing is, I don't think that Antonio Brown's going to all of a sudden just be a bad receiver. Um, receivers, that's one of those positions where you can keep going. Look at Andre Johnson kind of went for several years, you know. But you end up – He hasn't shown any signs of losing it. He hasn't shown really any signs of it. But when you're a speed guy, he he works on on speed and quickness in small spaces. You lose that quickly. You lose that in in the span of one offseason. So not to say that's going to happen this offseason – but my feeling is at some point the Raiders are really, whether it comes down to his attitude and not dealing with the losing um, culture that is the Oakland Raiders um, or uh, the fact that maybe things don't go his way because John Gruden isn't, you know, Mike Tomlin. Because let's face it, Mike Tomlin's more of a player's coach than a guy like Gruden. I, I can see so many ways how this can blow up in Oakland's face because this guy has shown that he is currently a ticking time bomb waiting to go off. The, the, well, here's the thing, though, right? And, well, we got a break, and we'll probably get to this more on the other side. I'll, I'll use it as a tease. What the Raiders did yesterday was buy themselves time. They added time on that ticking bomb, and they put three years on it, basically. And I'll tell you why next. Plus, we'll talk about his fit with the Raiders, not just the Steelers stuff. Here on Sports Sunday, but first, Jesse at Sports Center. Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. All right, 
Rashad's got something funny going. Yeah, this is from NFL memes. Uh, Derek Carr drops back, looks, throws. It's caught by Antonio Brown for the touchdown with no time left. Final score, Chiefs 47, Raiders 7. <laughs> <laughs> and unfortunately, it looks like that's the way it's going to be for the next little bit in in that uh, AFC West, man. The the Chiefs pretty much running rough shot over everyone. So I teased before the break, the, the Raiders bought themselves time with the inevitable ticking time bomb that is Antonio Brown. He's basically proven to be a guy who when he's unhappy with his contract will do all the weird stuff that he did this offseason and during the end of this past season however the Raiders gave him a massive contract extension he had zero guaranteed dollars left on his deal with the Steelers zero it was all incentive based at that point and playing games and all that kind of stuff he wound up getting 30 million dollars of guaranteed money in a 50 plus million dollar deal with the Raiders so he went from no guaranteed money to $30 million of guaranteed money in this trade. So that's a win for Antonio Brown for sure. And I think that helps the Raiders in this situation because Jesse's right. He is a ticking time bomb. Antonio Brown is. He's a guy who has proven now that he, if he's unhappy, he will make your life hell or try to, I suppose. And by giving him $30 million guaranteed, you're going to get a couple of years of a totally content Antonio Brown, even if the Raiders suck because he's going to be getting the money he thinks he deserves. So say what you will about Antonio Brown, say what you will about his personality and how he might not mesh with teams. The Raiders who had salary cap space decided to say, screw it. We don't have to pay much outside of our own cap. Of course, in terms of the trade third and fifth round pick is nothing for Antonio Brown team. But there were uh, the Steelers were reportedly asking for a first round pick early on. So fact that it went for a third and a fifth that's a great deal for the Raiders and we got a text on the text line better you today text line 55305 that said you essentially trade Amari Cooper a third and a fifth round pick for Antonio Brown than a number one pick or a first round pick that's great that's great trading right there I just don't know what the Raiders are going to do in terms of are they tanking because we thought maybe they were going to try to refresh but now that they go Antonio Brown they're not really tanking kind of unsure what their plan is but I like the trade on a pure value standpoint and I like that they gave him the big contract extension to basically keep him quiet and keep him playing. This could have been avoided if you're Pittsburgh. There's no, and I think that might be a little bit of the reason he start being weird. There's no reason you shouldn't have paid Antonio Brown. I mean, I get it, man. Receivers are the most overvalued position uh, position in football. Receivers well, are also that, yeah. receivers are also the only position in football that's completely predicated on somebody else. 100%. If you don't get the ball, then you don't get the numbers, you don't get the catch, you don't get the touchdowns, you don't get the money. That's just the way it goes. So, yes, man, most receivers are divas because linemen are in the play every single play. Tight ends don't even have to catch the ball. They can be in the play every play as a blocker. Running backs, everybody's involved except for the receiver. So if the receiver is not getting the ball yet, they have a problem. Antonio Brown has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of the eight years that he has that has 100 catches and 1,000 yards, at least 1,000 yards. You pay that dude. Yep. You keep him on your team. You do everything you can. So, yes, I can understand how he's getting weird. I can understand how he could look at his friend Le'Veon Bell and say that, Man, he just did all this work for you. You won't pay him right now. You're going to franchise tag him and then do it again 
instead of just giving him the 50 something million or whatever million he wanted to stay there like that's I think you look at that and say why because when Ben's contract is up and it's time for him to re-up you don't you don't bother you you definitely bring the whole boat to him you you bring him the whole bag but for whatever reason I have to wait like I haven't produced like I can understand how he could be upset so yes the Raiders are going to get a, a content person at this point because I got the money that I was asking for and now I can go out there and just play football how do you think this goes for Oakland this uh, this acquisition. I mean, you you was, you gave some of the stats there. He's really, really, really stinking good. Derek Carr had a little bit of a regression year last year, but is not a bad quarterback necessarily. I mean, the Raiders don't really have the best team right now, but I mean, how many wins does this give them? I that that NFL memes joke was really funny because partially I think it's true. Yeah, sure. Anto- Antonio Brown will be great or could be great, but how many wins is he adding to your team? Um, especially the Raiders who are, I really don't understand what they're doing, but I, I don't know. Uh, that's, that's a, that's a great question because, you know, unless he's playing corner as well or safety, like that defense is still the Raiders for right now. So you're getting a little rid of Khalil Mack was, oh, you think Khalil Mack would help with that? I think, I, I mean, I, I don't think he could have hurt, you know, I think he could have at least been, uh, that's an extra man, two or three wins just based on somebody being able to, to, to stop or to have a pass rush or at least be able to stop whomever your best running back or, or tight end is. But, you know, I digress. But I look at a team that's it's not very well built on offense. You know, Jesse mentioned Jordan, Jordy Nelson. He's currently the number one, you know, or at least, well, A.B. will get there and then he'll be number two. But Doug Martin and and Jalen and Jalen uh, Richard. There's not going to be a single player on like 30 on this team. It's not Richard. It's Richard. But uh, if he wants to be fancy, I'll call it Jalen Richard. (laughs) He wants to be fancy. Um, You know, Marcel uh, Aitman. Like, I'm looking at the depth chart right now, and I'm just kind of like, yeah, this this doesn't look promising. So, who knows? Maybe the Raiders make a few more moves during the draft and they're able to do something with these these picks and maybe package that for another piece, a running back. Who knows? Maybe Lavian, you know, gets a call from the Raiders, you know, at this point to to be a running back. But I, I think there's a lot of holes on this team that aren't named Antonio Brown. The I funny, think he's your bright spot all of a sudden. The funny thing is, I think you're right. I think there are a lot of holes on this team. I think that there, you know, defensively, this that unit needs so much help. Offensively, help. obviously, it needs a lot of help. And the the funny thing about all of that is what they continue to be linked to in draft rumors are like Dwayne Haskins, Kyler Murray. Like you, you got Carr, who is a starting quarterback in this league and you're continuing like uh, Gruden's drooling all over these quarterbacks, which is considered to be a really down quarterback class. I, I it, a great not, defensive class. I do not think any of these first round quarterbacks are going to be that good. No, and I I am not going to be surprised if he takes a, a quarterback with his first pick at five overall, and you're going, that's what you're doing with your fifth overall pick when you have all of these players here. Like, I'm not going to be surprised. Yeah, and you're right. There's a lot, it's a great defensive draft. There's a lot of great pass rushers on there, and oh, they need a pass rusher. How about that? They're hoping they get somebody as good as Khalil Mack. And how and greedy Cowboys pick too, right? So how greedy are our NFL teams at this point? Like they're not even the, the whole process of let's wait and see, let's wait and develop this guy as a quarterback. That's completely gone. Like Josh Rosen was a, what the the second quarterback taken in the draft, tenth overall pick last year. So the second quarterback taken in the draft in seven games, he threw eleven touchdowns. And but he threw 14 picks, but he threw 11 touchdowns, 
and it's and it's and it's only seven games that he actually played last year, and they're they're willing to trade him for Kyler Murray, the undersized, smaller than Russell Wilson, but keeps getting compared to Russell Wilson guy in the draft that had so what twelve nine starts, twelve starts at Oklahoma. I'm sorry, like I I don't understand where guys are coming from. So if you're Gruden and you have Derek Carr and you're really looking at Kyler Murray and Dwayne Haskins saying that they're going to be better than somebody who's been to a pro an NFL pro ball a pro bowl a couple times then I'm sorry like I, some of y'all don't need jobs in in the front offices couple of texts before we got to go to break here AB was lucky to have Roethlisberger as his quarterback have him start his career with Bortles or Gabbert he would have just been another receiver I mean that's partially true but remember Antonio Brown wasn't that great when he first came up it took a couple of years for him to fully hit his stride I'm not sure I mean obviously having Roethlisberger helped that because he's a good quarterback but I still wonder if he would have become the same talented receiver, just not with the numbers under a, under a worse quarterback, because he is just really good. I mean, what he could just he have, learned and improved and got better? I mean, what could he have done under a, a, a with a Flacco for you know a few years? Now, would he have been the same numbers as Roethlisberger? No, Flacco's clearly not as good well, as Roethlisberger, offense, but for a long time, yeah. yeah. But when you have a when you have a guy like that, that changes your offense. You know, when you have a Steve Smith on the Ravens offense, yeah, I can go deep because or I can come across the middle because I know I have a guy that can make plays for me. You don't have that dude, it's much different. So I think you put him with a lot of other quarterbacks, he's still very successful. Ben Roethlisberger is a Hall of Famer, though. Make no mistake about it. He's one of the four or five best quarterbacks over the past, man, 30 years, and, and we know it. That's just – it's, it's not – I don't really think it's debatable. He's a Hall of Famer. I mean, as much as I hate Ben Roethlisberger, he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. Um, and, and, and when you think about what people are going to point to when they when they want to say that Antonio Brown – is not going to be as good of a receiver. I agree with you, Mike Lynch, where he is just a really good receiver. People are going to point to, um, what was it, uh, like Plexico Burris, um, was it Mike Mike Wallace, where they went, they had great seasons in Pittsburgh, left, and were more of an afterthought after they left Pittsburgh. And what they were, and what Antonio Brown is, is they were more of just speedsters that took you over the top and Ben Roethlisberger was able to get that ball to him on a regular basis when they were in Pittsburgh. Antonio Brown is a complete receiver that can dice you up in short uh, in the short and mid-range game and can and take the top off of defenses. And that's what makes him so special is he's literally a complete receiver despite the fact that he's not a physical presence, presence like Julio Jones is um, in Atlanta. So that's what he brings w- that a Mike Wallace plexical burst didn't bring. Uh, one final text here on the Better You Today text line, 55305, if you'd like to jump in on the conversation. The Steelers rarely pay people. That's, for instance, how Rod Woodson became a Raven. That is true. They they tend to have a franchise mantra of don't overpay for anybody. But you keep coaches for 30 years? You know what I'm saying? Like, the Pittsburgh Steelers have had, what, three coaches in their entire franchise? Well, I mean, but they've... So you'll keep Mike good. Tomlin for the past five years and does he's done nothing but underachieve for the most part. But you will let go but you'll let go year, of man. proven running backs, you will let go of proven receivers. I'm so confused by the Pittsburgh. Well they're but. they're basically they're basically a playoff team every year, so he's not underachieving. No, but why are they a playoff team? It's not just Ben Roethlisberger. Man, it's dudes like, man, Jerome Bettis, man. It's, I know we got to break, but what's my – I can't think of Heinz Ward. You know what I mean? It's guys like that. He's been – Roethlisberger's been blessed his entire career with a great defense for the most part and uh, an awesome, awesome offensive talent well, all but, the time. But, no one, question. that defense took a big step back without Ryan Shazier, 
in the middle of the I'm not talking no, no, no. But, I'm, talking, I'm talking about early Ben Roethlisberger. Super Bowl yeah, winning Ben Roethlisberger. When they were going off Troy the, Palomalu and all those guys. Like, yeah, that changes but everything. But they've also won a Super Bowl with Mike Tomlin. And, um, it, it's the the Mike Tomlin thing works because what Pittsburgh is is Pittsburgh is blue collar like that city Pittsburgh lives on continuity and being old school you know they've always ran the ball they have a hard nosed offensive line they like to play defense you're right Troy Polamalu over the top like like they they've thrived on continuity but they've they've also thrived on the fact that you your guys have nailed it they don't overpay players the 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 picture as a whole of the team is more important than trying to keep one star on that team because for some reason the way they've done things especially with wide receivers it's been a plug and play for them they're just like the new england patriots we're going to find our guys that work in our system and we're going to plug them in and we're going to say goodbye to the guys that want the money all right we got a break coming up next there were some other nfl happenings this week actually quite a bit of trades and signings and all that kind of stuff so we'll get to that next sports sunday on the fan Weekends were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. All righty. Lots of other NFL stuff happened this week as well. The, the official year hasn't begun until I believe this coming week, but uh, there's plenty of reports of things that are going down. And I'm not really sure where you guys want to start. There's a lot that happened. I think Eric Weddle going to the Rams is pretty interesting after he got cut by the Ravens. He's still a really good safety who is now going to a winning team, and the Rams continue this trend of signing the really, really good veteran players to short deals to, to keep in that, them in that window right now. I don't know how long they're going to be able to do this, probably until they have to pay Jared Goff, but they keep going out and getting these really good old players for really short-term deals to try to make them better, but it works. Because it makes him better. Because Eric Weddle's a really good safety. That's kind of the, you know, a new trend for a, a lot of teams is just to go out there and get the, especially for a lot of the, I'm not gonna say newer head coaches, but like some of the younger guys, man, and going out there and getting a guy for a year, get a Chris Long for a year and just kind of rent him if you're the Patriots or or kind of rent him for a year if you're Philadelphia and things like that. So yeah, I, it makes sense, especially if you're a guy like Weddle, you've been playing for a long time and you just you. You know, I, I, was he on that Super Bowl team? I don't think so. Which one? The one that beat the uh, that uh, the Ravens team. Yeah. No, he wasn't on the Ravens. Yeah, team. so that was he was on the Chargers then, I believe. Yeah. So, I mean, I I look at a guy who he could he can definitely help, and now that defense just got that much better. You know, so man, hats off to what I don't know what they're saying to people in L.A. You know, to get people to come and play there. Oh, we're but, really good, and you're going to probably get back to the Super Bowl again. <laughs> I, I mean, that, that I think don't you think most teams are selling that? Like, I don't think Patriots are selling. Hey, man, we're going to be in the Super Bowl again, and guys aren't just flocking to play there. So there's something that they're saying in L.A. that's making guys go, huh? Well, you know what? Maybe you're right. This thing could work here. Well, so do you want to live in Massachusetts or Los Angeles? Man, that's a you know, come on, man. No one wants to. Well, people want to live in Massachusetts. It's, it's awesome, but it's cold. And is it awesome? No, I'm I, kidding. I don't yeah, know. I've, I've yeah, actually, I like funny it. enough uh, for me growing up out there. I have not gone to Massachusetts all too often. So yeah, no, I, I, mean, I cannot say. I mean, I liked it. You know, I like just the, the city of Boston. I, I love the, the architecture is probably one of the, the probably the smartest place 
in the in the country, especially as considering where all the those where all the quote unquote smart colleges are. Well, they're not quote unquote. They are very smart colleges, you know. So the Harvards and the BCs and all that stuff. So UMass, you know, places that I definitely wasn't getting into. Boston University. Yeah, yeah so that's a good school too. Places that I for sure wasn't gonna even try to apply to. Uh, we got the big, big the Case Keenum trade to the Redskins. Remember, Alex Smith basically destroyed his leg. So I actually had forgotten that when when the trade went down. I was like, what are they doing? And I was like, oh yeah, Alex Smith's leg is gone. It's not, but he had the really, really bad injury. This to me was, I mean, it, it's a it's a quarterback who's better than what they had, the Redskins, but there was a lot of rumors that Josh Rosen was going to be considered for that role in Washington because of the Kyler Murray rumors for the Cardinals. We're not 100% sure what the Cardinals are doing because of the smokescreen that they're throwing out there. They're saying that they're going to draft Murray or we're seeing reports. Then they're saying that they're taking calls on Rosen and saying, no, we're not trading Josh Rosen. So I'm not really sure what they're doing outside of potentially just confusing everybody on purpose. But to me, Case Keenum, as I learned full and well last year, is incredibly inconsistent. And yes, he did fit in that Minnesota system a couple of years ago, and he was very good. But I'm not sure that's what Washington needs. <laughs> but hey, they don't have to pay that much of it because for whatever reason, Denver's still paying almost all of his contracts. So thanks, John Elway. Appreciate you. Only three and a half mil. Half of it. Thanks, thanks, John Elway. We we just went from having uh, what was it? Uh, let's see if we cut him, we still would have had to what eleven? It was seventeen or eighteen on the books. Now it's a three and a half, and you get a a six. So it wasn't that bit. much left. I thought yeah. there was less on it left. No, no, it, it was. Uh, if we would have cut him, it would have been seven million still on the books, um, and we would have freed up uh, like okay. eleven million cap space. So either way. Case Keenum to the Redskins, that doesn't do anything for me. I, I think if you're a Redskins fan, you're probably upset because you want Josh Rosen because you, there was the rumors that he was available and that you were going to try to get him. Do you know a Washington fan? Sure. You Do you really? I don't. I don't know any any fans of, of that. Oh, team. I mean, I know people who live in that area and have rooted for the Redskins before, yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I mean, at this point, I guess he couldn't hurt their roster. You know, Josh Johnson and Mark Sanchez and Colt McCoy, and he's definitely an, an upgrade from from all those guys. Is Adrian Peterson going to play again this year? Or, I mean, he hasn't retired yet, so I assume that he'll be back for another year. And really, you know, shout out to a AP because he shocked us all and had a, a relatively immense, okay, uh, well, okay parts of, of the season last year. But Josh Doxson and Michael Floyd, and are these – are is this, if this is your franchise, I wouldn't expect much from Case Keenum at this point. Honestly, I, I, there's there's no Emmanuel Sanders or, or any impact player like that on this team that could really, like, you know, take the top off a of defense or something. So, no, I don't really – I don't think he helps this team. I think Washington is just one of those teams that just – they're just going to be in the middle of the pack for a long time. Until they get – well, until they can find that RG3 magic from that first year, then I don't – I don't see them being anywhere near competitive, especially because um, everybody in your division will will see about New York is is getting better, you know. So um, New York at least has an explosive running back that if you can pair that with a, a competent quarterback at some point or a better quarterback, then who knows, you know, what they could end up being. Dallas is constantly making moves and and chipping forward and everything. Who knows what they can be? Philadelphia had a a down year and was still, you know, close to going back to the Super Bowl. So there that's the Washington is probably the 
I want to say the worst. I think team. the Giants are still the, the Giants worst are still team. the worst team. But, but that could that would you could rather would you rather be the Giants or the or Washington right now? Oh, uh, well, you, you definitely I, would rather. I I, nope, you got to pick one. <laughs> Gun to your head. Who do you choose? Well, you got to be the Giants. They at least have like yeah. Odell. They at least have Saquon Barkley. Uh, Saquon Barkley. You know the the Washington does have Darius Geis coming back this season. Who I know they put a, they had a lot of stock in. Um, and Not the guy who just tore his ACL. It, it, it is, but I mean ACL tear isn't what it was ten years ago. We all know that you can come back. I mean, Hunter Henry came back and played in the in the playoffs after tearing his um, his ACL in the preseason. So you can Don't come tell back. Stephen A. Smith, that though. Was that? Don't tell Stephen A. Smith. Right. <laughs> uh, but but it's not what it was. So, I mean, you do have something coming back in the running games. You're not going to have to rely on Adrian Peterson at like 30 million years old this this coming year. You're going to have a nice, fresh young back, young back to. But who are you passing the ball to? Like, I don't even think Jameson Crowder's coming back. They don't have anybody uh, as pass catchers in this offense. So, well, Denver obviously had a better receiving core. You know, you still – you still have guys there. Emmanuel Sanders was looking really good, but Case Keenum still wasn't able to do anything with that core. What are the, what's he going to do in Washington? And had Demarius Thomas still for what six, most, of, most the of the season, you know. Yeah. And so, and and if he can't, like you said, if he can't do that with with those guys, then I, I have a hard time believing that you know Vernon Davis comes back for another year and tries to be the tight end still. All right, we got a break, but uh, just a couple of things before we go. Just some other ones that that happened. Carlos Hyde was released or cut by the Jaguars. He got signed by the Chiefs. Um, we have, sorry, Michael Bennett going from the Patriots to, or going from the Eagles to the Patriots. Giants traded Olivier Vernon to the Browns for right guard Kevin Zietler. Steelers trade right tackle Marcus Gilbert to Arizona for a six-round pick. And there were a couple others as well. Um, I think out of, out of those, the most impactful might be that Giants and Browns trade. Because the Giants need an offensive lineman badly. They get one, a good, a solid one from the Browns. And then the Browns get a good pass rusher who's in the middle of a big deal, which kind of helps the Giants books. I think that's a solid one. Um, and Carlos Hyde is interesting to me, too. Very, very interesting. I think to he me. went to the right team. You know, he's not going to be asked to do much. Maybe. Well, is he going to be the starter? Uh, because who? I mean, they lost Kareem Hunt, don't forget. So. They they signed Damian Williams to an extension um, going into the playoffs last week. Last season so i'm i'm assuming the way damian williams was uh it's possible they're thinking him or they're going to do the running back by committee as we all know Hyde's not a pass catcher um but he he's more of a between the tackles guy oh, damian well. williams yeah, i don't know if you're hired and, i don't know if you're signing Hyde right now to be your starter no no yeah, so. he he hasn't proven like last year he was only good on a a, a volume basis in the fact that if you got him 20 carries, he'd get you 75 yards and maybe a touchdown, but he needed those 20 carries. So, yeah, you're right. He's, he's not a guy you're, start, you're, you're ho- putting your hat on. All right, coming up next, let's switch gears to the Blazers. They just, uh, well, they just beat the Suns ye- yesterday, but the, the game we're going to talk about is the Thunder game. And it was crazy. It was really entertaining. And boy, oh, boy, do I, th- I really want that to be the first-round playoff series because I think that would be – an abs- or a hell of a second-round playoff series. I'd like them to see each other in the playoffs. That would be an electric series to watch. That's coming up next, uh, along with Hater to Love It at 1030, and uh, some, whatever else that we come up with if we, need, if we need to, if the Blazers segment ends a little bit early. All here on Sports Sunday on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. 
It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.